0: Act. Extreme weather disrupts supply chains, causing delays and shortages for consumers and businesses. Climate change is literally an existential threat to our nation and to the world.
1: Propped up in Somerset, Massachusetts, Joe Biden, United Nations Agenda 2030 puppet, signaled that he would soon grant himself illegal climate change emergency powers that could bring a screeching halt to U.S. exports of crude oil and eliminate offshore drilling, ushering in the very real possibility of converting military funding into the construction of renewable energy projects.
0: Motivated, fit, and academically proficient men and women continues to be a challenge. Only 23% of military-age men and women in the United States are qualified to serve. This is an emergency an emergency, and I will. I will look at it that way. I said last week, and I'll say it again loud and clear. As president, I'll use my executive powers to combat climate, the climate crisis in the absence of congressional action, notwithstanding their incredible action.
2: SCGs for the IMF and World Bank and a Rothschild-Clinton-Obama Carbon Consortium in London, the company's called Gore and Blood, I'm not joking, it's Al Gore and his partner, We'll track and regulate everything you do and control what you do in live time and we'll decide what businesses are even allowed to operate.
1: To ratchet up the fear and confuse the public into assuming all is well with the globalist Build Back Better calamity, UN Agenda 2030 salesman Joe Biden made many claims that simply aren't true.
0: have is set in the Arctic and the Antarctic, temperatures that are just unbelievable melting the permafrost it's it's astounding the damage is being done
1: if you
3: took a very careful look with consistent data over long periods of time you will find that these disasters are not increasing in fact the health of the world is increasing uh, tremendously and uh, for example deaths from weather disasters and so on has gone down about 95 percent
1: <laughs> on top of confusing misleading rambling that led many to wondering if the sitting president had cancer Disaster Joe has stepped in it again.
0: It had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation.
1: How can you tell that the United Nations Agenda 2030 has already gone off the rails? Well, in the United Nations Declaration for Agenda 2030, the authors immediately declared that they recognize that eradicating poverty in all of its forms and dimensions, including extreme poverty, is the greatest global challenge. Yet, the hasty power grab disguised as a green energy revolution has already plunged Europe. Europe's economy into chaos, extreme global poverty and mass starvation is the United Nations goal and the world is responding.
4: I will now outline in more detail how we see the economy and inflation developing and will then explain our assessment of financial and monetary conditions. So economic activity is slowing.
1: But don't count Joe Biden's globalist puppet masters out. If you take the time to actually research the writings of the architects of global governance, the United Nations Agenda 2030 debacle that is well underway is nothing short of a psychotic power grab by the emerging technocratic eugenicists posing as our saviors. Dismantling the global economy piece by piece, inching towards neo-feudal insanity.
5: We're going to defend the rules-based international order that protects us all.
1: If you give
4: corporations and armies, for instance, the technology to start messing with our DNA, to start messing with our brains, they would like to amplify certain human qualities that they need, uh, like discipline. And like even intelligence, everybody can talk about intelligence, uh, but they don't need other human qualities like compassion, or like autistic sensitivity, uh, or like spirituality.
0: The U.N.'s leading international climate scientists call the latest climate report nothing less than quote
6: code red for humanity."
1: John Bowne reporting.
6: Welcome to another Six O'Clock News, it is the 25th of July 2022 and um, we are back after an extended period on the road and de- delivering the uh, real stories from New Zealand to New Zealanders via live stream broadcasts in different various locations. I'm Kelvin Elp.
7: And I'm Hannah Svera, and it is great to be back. We have missed broadcasting these shows from the studio, of course, we travelled the length and width of this beautiful nation meeting so many amazing people on the let's not forget tour um just finding so many people out there wanting to find truth step into their courage so that we can all have freedom
6: that's right and now we are going to get uh into this episode which is connecting the dots there's a lot to cover so we're going to do it fast we have some amazing guests coming on and we're going to get their um Perspectives as well on the way through. But let's just think about it. W, the World Economic Forum, you will know about them, Klaus Schwab, AKA Anal Schwab, whatever you want to call it. Um, the UN, the World Health Organization, they all work hand in glove. Basically, they want the majority of you dead, the rest of you subjugated. You are to be basically uh, battery farm humans feeding their elitist lifestyle, eating bugs and your little four by two cells, basically. Um, But let's have a look at the World Health Organization closely because the top contributors to the World Health Organization are countries like Germany, Japan, United States of America, Republic of Korea, European Commission, Australia, United Kingdom of Britain and Ireland, and of course, New Zealand. Now, of all the things, of all the places that have suffered the most throughout this fake, phony, false pandemic, it has been those countries. The Western world has been attacked, and it's been attacked from within by carefully and strategically placed puppets like Jacinda Ardern, like the Australian Prime Minister, like Justin Trudeau, and like that hapless, feckless Joe Biden. Um, Now, that's just the member countries that contribute a lot of money. Let's have a look at the private interests that are behind these people as well. The COVID-19 Solidarity Fund, we'll get to them in a moment. Gavi Alliance. I'll tell you about those funding in a moment. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Everyone knows Bill Gates. He's the one out there on the front foot, not a doctor. And he is the one trying to push the um, agenda further because he stands to profit. Now at the 2020 Global Vaccine Summit, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation allocated $1.6 billion to Gabby for their 2021 to 2025 strategic period. So that gives number two hand, as well as a uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation into the World Health Organization. Now, the COVID 19 Solidarity Fund donation, donors, you will see on there. The normal people who have been silencing all those who dare to stand against the narrative, who dare to say that say that the jabs, like Helen Spin here, were causing the damage. There's no such thing as SARS CoV 2. It is fake. It does not exist. It is not a virus. And the vaccine is not a vaccine. It is an experimental bioweapon jab whose um, sole goal is to depopulate. Now, we can say that now without any fairer contradiction because we have the evidence on our side. We have been calling out this government. We have been calling out everyone to prove us wrong. You have not. You remember when Jacinda Ardern stood proudly and said, oh, we've got Delta on the border because apparently it waits. Delta is on the border. It waits for clearance. And as soon as she put it through to the ESR, that's the Environmental um, Science Research uh, Centre, that we have here in New Zealand. Um, They came back and apparently, according to her, confirmed it was a case of Delta. Well, we hit them with an Official Information Act request. Guess what? We have it in writing. No, they didn't confirm nothing. They take their information, just like everyone else, from the World Health Organization. They get sent the genome sequencing. They get to tell you exactly what you are meant to then report on to the public in a move to continue to subjugate everyone here that is a fact it's unequivocal we're also going to be um looking at these other people who have been involved you've got the you talked about how the uh, global uh, the google uh, initiative for the uh, fund going out to media organizations to continue the suppression of anything that dares question the narrative or dares raise the flag up the flagpole to say wait stop you cannot go any further this is murder, people. This is murder by a criminal network that is global. It is worldwide. It has infected every nation state. And it's right throughout the Western world. That's without a fact. Facebook, Google, flu. What have you got here? You've got everything. BP, you name it. All the usual suspects, the criminals. And you take it back. You've got PolitiFact doing fact checks on people. You look at the, uh, the Samantha uh, Putterman who works for the Pew Center, Research Centre, you trace them back, seven major foundations. They are the sole beneficiary of all the funds that go there. They pretend that they are not part of the um, move to shift public opinion, but you have a look at, and all they're actually doing is talking about what they do and how they do it with uh, advising and encouraging certain world leaders to go a certain way down a certain track. And most of these people, as we know, are blackmailed they are coerced, they are threatened, and half of them, just like the baubles of office, so they continue to stuff you over, destroy your families, your economy, come after your farms and everything like that, which we'll be covering, uh, only to have their agenda uh, rolled out as planned. You know?
7: Well, yes, and of course, um, after um, this whole COVID uh, <clears throat> scandemic, um they are now pushing, as you saw on that opening video, that um, John Baum video, uh, the climate change narrative. Now this is another example of how the deep state with their alliances are using fake science to take away our freedoms because that's what this whole thing is about because they always do problem reaction solution they create a problem and that problem generally comes through your six o'clock news and then they offer um you know you you want a response you want help and then they offer the solution it's like in New Zealand we've got you know got all the crises happening um the health crisis teachers crisis um you know the the firefighters Every single part of this country is in a controlled demolition right now, including the economy. Now, Of course, this is what we've been calling out for the last year. We knew that they would start rolling out these fake variants. Um, It's (laughs) today, of course, the foot and mouth doomsday uh, variant is on its way to New Zealand. And of course, that is going to be another way that they just create more fear in this country so that they can bring in more control and actually start really um, shutting down farms and potentially even culling um, herds
6: that's exactly what they'll be doing because they want the farmers by hook or by crook they want those farmers off the land you remember when they started with the sna significant natural areas and areas of interest now they told they, I mean, one farmer up north lost 90% of his farm and here's how it works he has to pay for the price of cordoning that section off he still has to pay the rates pay for its upkeep but he's not allowed the beneficial use of it meaning he was going to what lose money get into debt and have to sell his farm. And guess who's gonna be ready in, in the wings to buy it off him.
7: And back, um, back in April, over in the UK, farmers were actually being uh, offered huge sums of money by uh, the government to actually retire from farming or um, sell their farms. So there's definitely concern about that. And um, one farmer who is not standing by uh, taking this sitting down is Farmer James. Many of you will know him. He recently went on tour as well around the South Island, and he came across a variant, Kelvin, that I think you and I probably experienced too um, on the Let's Not Forget Tour, and um, that is a very dangerous variant, and you should all watch out for this. Let's roll.
6: No, but before we get to that, let's just carry on a bit more onto the actual... Um, a fake virus, and let's hear from an expert who actually knows what she's talking about. She is a virologist, she's calling virology a fake science, and I'm calling out Michael Baker, that redhead witch Susie Wiles, I'm calling out Sean Hendy, and I'm calling out Rod Jackson, all you people who get trotted out over the six o'clock news, that's why this is not the six o'clock news, because you're only getting facts and evidence here, you Muppets.
7: Now this woman, um, Pamina Wa, she has got a PhD in virology and immunology, um, and she's also had clinical experience. And this is um, a small part of the interview she did recently with Reggie Tremblay, and you can find that on Bitshoot. And we will definitely link this in the description below because you really need to go and watch the full interview. It's absolutely phenomenal. She does a great slideshow. So let's just see this
8: little clip um, about the virus that they have created. A uh, SARS-CoV-2 doesn't exist. Nobody has ever isolated. And I'm getting to that. Nobody has ever seen it under a microscope. We have never isolated it. All we have is some fantasy computer genome. That's it. Um, so virology, is it fraudulent? Is it a fraudulent field? The answer is a resounding yes. I, yeah. And a virologist is telling you this. So... How So the million dollar question is, how do virologists isolate, purify, and characterize a virus in the lab? This fraud has been followed since 1952, thanks to virologist, virologist John Enders and his fraudulent poliovirus isolation technique. This has been going on since 19, the 1950s, folks. In other words, virologists do not really isolate viruses at all, Okay. It's a, they've, they've never isolated any virus. They've never isolated polio and they never isolated SARS-CoV-1, MERS, HIV, and now SARS-CoV-2 has never been isolated. So there's a correct way to isolate a quote unquote virus. That's the gold standard. It's called isolation, purification, characterization, and causation studies. This is the gold standard that should be followed, not just in virology, but anything, bacteria, fungi, etc. And they haven't done any of that. What you mean? do is you write to your government, the, your human, your health department, and you say, hey, I want proof of isolation, purification, and characterization of SARS-CoV-2 that it exists. I want a paper, a peer reviewed paper or um, pictures or anything, you know, electron microscope pictures of the virus. New Zealand's Crown Research Institute, the Institute of Environmental Science and Research, Uh, once again equates isolation with culturing and this time admits again to having no record of isolation of SARS-CoV-1 or 2.
6: So we've been saying this from the start, there is no virus, there never was. All they have done is created hysteria, they've weaponized fear, they've put brother against brother, families ripped apart and they're coming after everyone. This was a massive psychological operation of which the majority in the beginning failed. And those that did catch on, but they had a lot to lose because they're trying to weigh up. Do I take an experimental jab, which is basically a bioweapon for depopulation, and take my chances just so I can feed my family and keep food on the table and pay the bills? Or do I say, no, I don't really want it? and therefore lose everything anyway, which is exactly what the government wants. It's one hell of a choice. That's like being caught between a rock and a hard place. It's not a good position to be in. That's coercion. The government, as we have said time and time again, are guilty of mass democide. That's when a government gears up to kill its own people. Now, this is not hyperbole. This is a fact. I've called them out. I've begged to be arrested because all of the court cases we have had to date have been what? Judicial reviews. You don't get to get the evidence, you don't get to cross-examine, you don't get to say to them, show us this bloody thing exists, because it does not.
7: So, um, the the really thing that we need to look at now is the next stage of this great big lie, as we've said, and obviously, um, climate change is part of that, it's another fake science, and... Mm -hmm. um, As I said, we've got a video now because they're they're creating all these variants. They're trying to create so much hysteria that people are just, they're just living in fear and they can't use their logical brains anymore. What we're trying to do is bring you some knowledge because forewarned is forearmed. And so long as you've got the knowledge, you can make informed decisions and make better choices. And the more people that wake up and the more people that say no, uh, the, the less power. These few people are going to have because it really is um, the man behind the curtain. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You know, once you get to that the end of the um, yellow brick road and you get to the um, Emerald City, it's just a really scared little man behind behind the um, curtain. So. That's what part of this show is about and so many other awesome New Zealanders and people around the world wanting to expose us. Mm -hmm. We've recently joined the United Free Press. So we're great. Um, We're really honoured to stand with some great people uh, around the world in the UK um, who, you know, Rebel Media and um, GB Resistance. um, Iconic. Iconic, yeah. And... um, they, these people are all working really hard to to bring the truth because as we all know, the mainstream media is hugely complicit in this and they um, just like to spin us lies at six o'clock. And that's of course why you were so patient and you're watching um, not the six o'clock news. So let's get Hang to- on,
6: Before we go, one more thing. Think about this. Let's throw a bit of logic out there. Stay with me here. So we know now and we've known for forever, the SARS-CoV-2 is not a thing. It's just a drummed up uh, problem to make you react Weaponize fear against you to have you run to the mythical saviour, Bill Gates and his cronies, World Economic Forum, and the, and the um, plans they have for you. But the government, this government, apart from buying into all of that, and knowingly, they are knowingly coming after you and knowingly causing carnage, they are still insisting that you go out and they get, you get your RAT test and your PCR test which is not a diagnostic tool. It was never meant for that. It doesn't actually pick up any viruses. It is a complete lie. So you have fake after fake after fake. You have, and we put out a press release on July uh, July 15th this year, we stated exactly that. You have the absolute right to ignore every single law since this whole scandemic started. All these public notices this these maskings these these social distances don't talk to your neighbor why do they want you to talk to your neighbor simple because then you start realizing they're full of shit. the game is up well we've known it for a while and now a lot of people are getting on board and you know what's worse people are getting killed by this and a guest on the show Mm -hmm. will be another one who later when we bring her on she will be telling you exactly which way is up on that front
7: yeah, so and the other thing that um, we should probably point out as well is that, so there's a lot of people waking up to the mainstream um, lies, so they've also created another false narrative which is the Wuhan lab leak theory, which with us saying that they've created this virus that they bioengineered in the lab, and we've always said that it's not actually the virus that they're bio uh, weaponizing in the lab, it's actually the serum and the jab. So when people start waking up to the mainstream narrative, they then start looking for alternatives and of course, even Vanity Fair has started talking about uh, the Wuhan um, variant or the virus that they've engineered. But the fact is that both those trains of thought end up um, still thinking that the that the that the jab is the answer. And of course, um, you all know that it's not because you're a very smart audience. So we're we ready to move on to the next video
6: in a moment. Just to- uh. <laughs> Just to make it a, a public notice here, we were actually previously offered a substantial amount of money that would have had us on the air with all the bells and whistles and all the key people to um, back us if we had have pushed this Wuhan lab theory. And they wanted editorial control of this show. We turned them down because we'd rather be broke and maintain our integrity than sell out like all oh, these, these hypocrites with stuff and Radio New Zealand, and TV1, TV3, and all those other yobos. So uh, we're glad we didn't, because we're funded by you. This is a platform, we've always said, for the people, by the people. And um, shit, we do need your help. As you can see, uh, we're a bit late getting started. We had a few uh, problems, but we're back, and we ain't going to stop. We've got our foot on the gas as well, because it is a race to the finish line. And I believe we, as a nation, can win.
7: Yes. And so it's great to see so many New Zealanders starting to stand up and find their voice. And one of those people is Farmer James, like I said. And we've found so many new variants and he's got one that I think um, maybe the government's actually worried about. Maybe you don't need to be worried about this one.
9: One thing that everyone's a bit worried about is this new mask, well not mask, this new mask we're all going to schools. And I'm just here to let you know, I've just come down with a bit of an issue. I've got a bit of A bit of courage, a bit of courage. And I think I might have spread it around to about a thousand-odd people around the whole of South Island. And if you guys think you might have been affected with this courage as well, you might just tell your teachers tomorrow, or your kids' teachers tomorrow, you might just say, oh, sorry, sorry, I've been hit with a case. The new variant is very strong, more easily transmissible than the other things, than the Omicron, or whatever it's called. It's called courage. Courage 2022. So if you've been hit with a bit of courage 2022... The whole face nappy gone. It's not a it's not a law. It's just a recommendation. Well, I recommend you get some courage, and I know there's plenty of courage out there. And you go spread it around, and you make sure that your kids take it off.
7: Yeah, we found um, that our team around the um, when we travelled around the country came down with a huge bout of um, the courage variant, and we spread that far and wide. Um, so great to see. Uh, Th- that message getting um, pushed out there. Because of course, yes, it is Term 3. The um, so schools went back today and there was a lot of um, pushing of the mask mandates again this last week. Jacinda Ardern coming down hard, telling the schools that um, they should start pushing the kids again to wear the masks. But uh, there was a bit of hypocrisy, wasn't there, Kelvin?
6: there was indeed. In fact, Jacinda Ardern decided, as you know, and she blamed, of course, the photographer of all people, um, she was asked if you'd take your mask off to uh, stand there with some sitting MPs and a few others. You anyway, know, we'll, we'll play that clip and then we'll come back for comment.
7: Yeah, not even a week after after the government virtually dropped to its knees,
10: begging Kiwis to wear their masks more. The Prime Minister has posted a picture on social media of herself, the Governor-General, sitting MPs, and 120 youth
7: parliamentarians inside in the beehive, and only a single person is wearing a mask. We showed this photo to epidemiologist Michael
10: Baker, and he was shocked. He says it's leaders' responsibility to promote mask use especially indoors because as a nation our mask use is slipping to the point that this very same afternoon speaker trevor mallard emails the entire parliamentary precinct telling people to wear their
7: masks And that's how deadly the virus is, there is our Prime Minister standing in a room of over 100 people, um, young people. She's putting young people at risk. But do you know what? I want to say thank you, Prime Minister. Thank you to all those... um, MPs and all those youth MPs that were in Parliament because you guys showed us we actually have nothing to be scared of because if it really was that dangerous and that deadly you guys would never have done that so thank you for giving us the courage you're clearly continuing to spread this courage of 2020 (laughs) I love it it's great.
6: That's a bit tongue-in-cheek I like that sarcasm in case it's lost on you Jacinda. Okay and you notice they said it's there with sitting MPs they call them sitting MPs because none of them stand for you That's just a fact.
7: Now, of course, um, there has been a lot of confusion this past week in alternative media circles and um, out there, a lot of concerns uh, from parents as well, because there has been some talk about lockdowns uh, happening in schools and potentially 72 hours uh, where parents cannot actually access their children. Now... um, we we spoke to a woman uh, who has done the research and she's looked at all the legislation and it doesn't all come from, you know, in the same way. So it's not necessarily easy to, to pinpoint and um, to understand. But this whole thing was confirmed and we did um, get a letter sent to us on Friday from uh, Rangitoto College. And now we actually confirmed today that this is a genuine letter. Um, and at the start of their letter, they actually talk about, um, wanting to implement the the mask mandates again um, and of course this is uh, you can be exempt uh, if you have an exemption pass but of course we know you don't need an exemption <laughs> now the other very concerning thing is that um, on uh, the 9th of August they will be holding a lockdown um Practice procedure with their children, and the parents have been advised that they will not be getting any information. Uh, They will have to look at social media and the website if they want any updates, and they will not be actually allowed to come to the college. And uh, just so that no disinformation gets spread, they will not be able to reach their children on their mobile phones unless the teacher gives the go ahead. So, this is actually very concerning. Now, they have put down the reason for this being the Christchurch. Um, situation as that happened a few years ago now there's also questions around that whole situation but uh, we'll leave that for another show so they use a lot of crises uh, to start putting a wedge between parents uh, and their children and giving more and more control to schools which of course are run by the the government. So, we will hopefully have a guest on later this week to go through more of this and actually break down the legislation so that you can see just how your rights as a parent are, are being whittled away as time goes on under these staged crises. So, um, hopefully, you parents are starting to uh, get streetwise because, um, yeah, again, forewarned is forearmed, isn't it, Calvin?
6: That's right. And remember, you have every right under even their own laws of self-defense, to defend yourself, your family, and those who cannot defend themselves. All actions you take against this government over all of this rubbish is justified, no matter what it is, because they are killing people. They are criminals. It is an international criminal network that we have running this country. It's a corporation. It's got nothing to do with you and I. They are not there to serve us. They serve themselves, and then they're, Masters overseas.
7: Now um, we're gonna we're gonna just give you bring you this story very quickly because we do have the whistleblowers from tokelau joining us. Now uh these people reached out reached out to us in early June while we were on tour, and of course it's a heartbreaking story. Many of you have probably been following um <coughs> through uh Liz Gunn and her great work at FreeNZ or chantelle Baker or um the Daily Examiner also uh, doing great work. So these are um this is a <coughs> small island nation administered by New Zealand by Ross Ardern, he's obviously stepped down now, but uh, there are people in Tokelau who have decided not to take this experimental gene therapy slash bioweapon and they are being treated worse than criminals. So we'll just play this uh, little clip from RNZ and then stay tuned because later in the show we'll have um, a number of these guys joining us to discuss in more detail what exactly is going on.
5: But they'll be given,
11: another vaccination has arrived, it arrived uh, on Sunday, and this is the booster for for some of, of the villages, and they're be, being given another chance to decide whether to be in that group or not. So if they decide against it, then the, the, the council will have to decide again to see what happens. But if they decide to take the vaccination, it would obviously, they will be freed, you know, like they will no longer be under house arrest.
7: So this is really uh, an opportunity for us to show just how cruel this government is. Um, Jacinda Ardern is a celebrity overseas, um, and you know the mainstream media here in New Zealand still continue to give her a pretty, pretty good, pretty easy ride. But um, over in Australia, Sky News on the uh, the Bolt Report, Andrew Bolt he knows what's up, and he's he's not having a bar of it. Let's play that.
2: New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has been the celebrity leader of the international left. I mean. Never mind what she's actually doing to her country, her economy, race relations there. Just look at her style, look at her smile, look at her youth, her wokeness. In fact, the ABC's new host of its, you know, marquee 7.30 program, Sarah Ferguson, she's supposedly a Rottweiler in interviews, right? Snap, 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 snap. She simpered all over Ardern when she interviewed the Prime Minister two weeks ago. Get a bucket, because check what I'm going to show you.
12: That was quite a speech that you gave a couple of months ago to this year's graduates at Harvard University. Um, sure.
10: But, I would just point out our relatively low levels of debt, historically low unemployment, and good solid GDP growth. But apart from that, we are experiencing CPI increases. That thank is you true. very much,
12: Tourism New Zealand. <laughs> um, but I just want to talk about the phenomenon of uh, Jacinta Ardern. It's very unusual for a prime minister of a small Pacific country to become a global celebrity. How do you explain the sustained interest in you?
2: Tell me how wonderful you are. How do you manage it? I mean, seriously, but there are signs that the Jacinda Ardern gloss is sure wearing off fast back home in New Zealand. Joining me is Dr Oliver Hartwich, Executive Director of the New Zealand Initiative, to tell us what you wouldn't have learned from the 7.30. Dr Hartwich, thank you for your time. In Australia, we think we've got a huge problem with inflation, 5.1%. We're really worried. New Zealand's inflation is not 5.1%, it's 73 percent why is that
4: you're right Andrew it's 7.3 and that's just the official figure it would have been probably 7.8 or maybe 8% had the government not delivered a temporary tax cut for fuel so we are now looking at an inflation scenario for New Zealand which is among the highest in the world and you asked why is that well two factors. One, the government is spending a lot and it has actually spent a lot more since COVID. But the other factor, probably the even bigger factor, is our Reserve Bank. Because over the last couple of years, the Reserve Bank has more than tripled its monetary base from a level of just under 15 billion New Zealand dollars in February 2020 to about 53, 54 billion dollars today. So this is quite an aggressive stance by our Reserve Bank. We initially had a quantitative easing program, that is money printing of up to 100 billion. They stopped midway through because they could already see that they're overstimulating the economy. But they're still stimulating the banks. They are still doing a so-called funding for lending program. And that means they're flooding markets with cash. That cash is trickling through the economy and that's why we have this inflation in New Zealand.
6: Did you all need to race out and grab your bucket when you heard Jacinda Ardern Ardern talking, the glowing things she talked about? You know, we have great employment figures. Uh, No, we don't. Our economy's great. Uh, No, we don't. We're in the toilet. And a whole host of other things. In fact, that woman has never met a single election promise. But for some reason, the bought and paid for media, elevated like some saint. It's like she's the knight in shining armour on a white horse coming to uh, save the day when really she's a prick and rusty middle uh, and she's in a Studebaker.
7: Um, but, you know, we are making inroads here in New Zealand uh, because not only did um, Counterspin Media get a mention on the platform the other day, uh, Sean Plunkett had to concede that during the Wellington um protest that more people were actually tuning into Counterspin Media than were watching the mainstream. Um, another group that's doing uh, great work here in New Zealand is of course the New Zealand Doctors Speaking Out with Science and Dr. Max Shelton had a great interview on uh, the platform as well with, with Paul, Paul Brennan. And um, of course now we've got a great video that we'd like to play um, from Dr. Cindy De Villiers. This is Cindy calling out Cindy.
12: Again If you have any semblance of humanity, you will resign and you will tell New Zealand the truth. If you are unable to do this, God help your soul.
6: And that pretty much sums that up. Um, She is echoing what a lot of us already know. Not only does Jacinda Ardern have to go, but her whole damn government, including every single Muppet in Parliament, All 120 who refused to meet with all of you who went down to Wellington to stand up for your rights, for your freedoms and for the Kiwi way of life that has been eviscerated before your eyes.
7: And as we uh, look overseas, of course, uh, those of you who know where to look, you will have seen the Dutch farmers rising up. And so many more farmers in Spain, Germany, um, all around the world, they are now rising. So we've got a, a, a compilation of uh, what happened this weekend overseas with the farmers. Let's play that tape.
13: The whole world
7: goes
5: nuts. The Dutch farmers have called and the world has answered. Today is a special, big, and united day for the Dutch farmers and the working people around the world. The first time in human history, the world has seen united farmers. Here is what's happening in the Netherlands and around the world on the special day of July 22. great demonstration of the duck farmers, truckers, and their supporters in Amsterdam. The duck truckers' convoys are playing the sound of freedom. Wow, we gaan thousands of people from many countries are marching on the streets of Amsterdam nou, opnieuw, to send a message say say no to tyranny, WHO and the World Economic Forum because they are planning to stop you if you don't comply. German farmers and supporters are also taking to the streets with a clear message. Say no to the great reset, no to the agenda 2030, and hold the lying press accountable. People in Australia and New Zealand are marching to the streets chanting, no farmers, no food. In Brisbane, Australia, a huge protest has broken out all over the city with people holding sides that say and support next farmers. In Auckland, New Zealand, people are taking to the streets and blocking the roads like never seen before. Canadian convoys across the country also preparing for an event called We move as one to show support for the next farmers. French people have also been blocking roads since this morning against the global agenda and price rise right issue. Italian farmers are also taking to the street and bring large milk cans to tell the corrupt politician that this is not milk, it is our BLOD, Attention! In Austria, thousands of protesters have taken to the street to support the black farmers and against the corrupt politicians. Thousands of Sri Lankan people are also protesting against the newly appointed president because they don't want anyone deeply involved in the World Economic Forum. At the same time, the bad situation in Panama has turned to the 18 consecutive days. Right now, many supermarkets in Panama are completely empty, and food shortages are worsening in the country. Many markets have closed in the capital due to the lack of supply. So the global agenda is feeling like the white turbine in the U.S. today. It's clearly a global movement, but the mainstream media is still turning a blind eye to it. Thank you so much for watching and see you later.
8: And that
7: is thanks to Daily Hot, The Whole World Goes Dutch. Such a great compilation. It just sums it up beautifully. And uh, did you catch all those scenes from New Zealand? And yes, we saw that counterspin viewer there with the counterspin hoodie on. Great to see. Um, And of course, the video before that of um, Dr. de Villiers, that was thanks to Free NZ and Liz Gunn. Now, this next one that we want to play is General Flynn, who recently addressed uh, the, the Dutch farmers in Amsterdam
0: understand what it is that we are about and we Australia Brazil France Italy the United States and now Holland the people everywhere are engaged in peaceful resistance against the globalist elite to the people of Holland we stand with you we encourage people everywhere to unite stand up step up and speak up post and share the flag of Holland on all your social media sites make sure that the people around the world know that we stand with the Dutch farmers as they fight for their Freedom and their abilities to be able to provide food for their families. Today we are all Dutch farmers. Your struggle is our struggle. We applaud your courage and we fight to defend your land. Your ability to farm and your freedoms are under attack and we're going to stand with you. So God bless you, God bless Holland, and thank you so much.
7: What you're seeing there, ladies and gentlemen, is... The human—it's um, the people's response to the Great Reset. That is the Great Awakening, and the Great Awakening is spreading across the whole of the globe. So, don't don't despair when you when you hear us bring you know these kind of bad news reports in a way. But we want you to be, as I said, fore forewarned and forearmed. But there is so much great things happening, and so many of you are getting involved with all the different movements in New Zealand. It's wonderful to see um, something great that happened this week was, of course, um, Groundswell and their protest outside the local government meeting at uh, the LGNZ meeting in Palmerston North where Minister Nanaia Mahuta was speaking and also Jacinda Ardern turned up there as well Uh, what happened there however was of course uh, and that's groundswell wanting to stand up as well one of their big things at the moment is stop um complying with their their census looking for statistics on your farm um we've got to stand up as farmers and just tell them that we we don't comply and so long as they are pushing their unworkable regulations and trying to push (coughs) off the farms you don't actually have to comply what happened though at lgnz was that um the taxpayer union had purchased a ticket, and I believe the tickets weren't cheap, um, a few thousand dollars. And then at the very last minute, they pulled the pin and they said that it was because the taxpayer union didn't actually uh, support uh, what LGNZ's position was. But of course, that that's good, right? In a democracy, we're not all supposed to, think and, and act the same and so long as we can have civil discussion about things and actually put our views forward and of course that is because they, they don't want any pushback against three waters um, and these types of legislations so um, that was quite um, quite a <coughs> dis, that was very dis, um, disheartening and it was very concerning to see um, ratepayers and taxpayers who were represented by the union actually being shut out of a meeting that was supposed to be representing them
6: That's right, and uh, let's just dispel a rumour right now. In Wellington, people wondered where the farmers were. Well, they wondered where groundswell was. Well, we can tell you that farmers did attend Wellington protest. They did bring supplies, albeit not the main guys did not want to apparently get involved. Well, tell you what, guys, you are involved. You are under attack just like everyone else who was there, and unless you come together, even if you want to stay as groundswell and not, Join the rest of us, yobos or conspiracy theorists, whatever. You are still under attack. We have to do this together. Different groups are fine, but we've got to all push that little obelisk over. It's got to go. So um, you better start rethinking your strategy. Put a general in charge because you're, you're a tactician is shit. And um, you need to actually start <clears throat> realizing that if you fail, we all fail. You've been the backbone of every recovery this country's ever had. You've always been there. And if everything goes down, you can still feed us. We have your back if you have ours. Stand up. And I called out from Wellington. I said, you need to come out. You need to shut this country down. Block every port, block every word. Who cares if someone gets upset that they're stuck in their car? Leave a lane open for fire services and ambulance staff because they've got to help people. This is all about a people's movement. We have to decapitate this government and all the other parasites that are leeching off us all.
7: And that is figuratively speaking.
6: No, that's not figuratively speaking. That's actually dead right. These pricks have to go. They are killing people. It is murder. This is self-defense. And any action we take, Jacinda and you cronies, we have an absolute right to. Prove me wrong.
7: So, another letter that Groundswell uh, was concerned about that went out to the West Coast uh, to 1500 coasters was the fact that they would um, be reviewing their whole district plan. Uh, they were merging um, a few districts together, and there was concern that this was. Basically, uh, a land grab and control, controlling people's lands through the, the, the RMA, the Resource Management Act, and of course, um, different significant natural areas. Um, and this is, of course, concerning because it, it lowers farmers' uh, value of their farms when they can't actually use them in the way that they intended to. So um, there are a whole lot of meetings happening on the West Coast starting this week. So check out uh, the council website. Um, and I think it's time that, you know, You all got out there and actually started voicing your opinion at these meetings because the last thing they actually expect you to do is turn up. And, hey, we know that often these kind of um, consultancy meetings are towards the end of the road of their whole planning stage. But, you know, we've got to get our local, um, we've got to get control of our local meetings and our local councils again. And great to see uh, Voices for Freedom and a whole lot of other groups actually pushing to stand in local council. One of our guests, Donna Porkity phillips she'll be coming on. She's, she's done a lot of um, work in, in local uh, council and she'll be standing again. So that's one way that you can get out and make a difference in this country.
6: Because we all know that consultation means this. We're about to do this and it's going to wreck your life. You've been consulted. That's it. That's how it works. That's a consultation process.
7: All right. So the last uh, story that we wanted to bring up was um, the whole Russia-Ukraine situation. Of course, um, this is another, um, what shall we say, it, it's, it's, it's the tail wagging the dog scenario. Uh, if you've seen that movie, you'll know all about it. Um, and... Back in April, the Kremlins were actually mulling over a Nuremberg-style trial uh, based on the World War II trials. Now... I'm just questioning, you know, we, we know we can't believe uh, the way that mainstream media spin things, but my question is is this, because we know that Ukraine's uh, been h- housing a whole lot of bioweapons, there's been a whole lot of child trafficking, a whole lot of money laundering uh, with close ties <coughs> to Hunter Biden and um, Joe Biden himself, and of course Hunter Biden's laptop and his whole iPhone contents um, doing Disgusting. the rounds about a week ago, so these people are up to their eyeballs in filth, and they are the criminal syndicate, so is it going to to be, in fact, the Russians who bring all of this to court and actually um, and hold some really serious trials. I don't know. I'm just questioning it. It's just something to watch. Um, we're going to do some more digging on that. If you've got any leads or information about that, we'd love to hear Russian it.
6: contacts I have in the Ukraine, uh, he, he contacted me from Kazakhstan, where he is at the moment. He said at least six bio-labs run by the US were found in Moropol alone, and that injuries, injured soldiers on the battlefield on the Ukrainian side, we've been taken away, organs harvested, and then bodies burnt. We are developing that story. And we want to bring that to you. Uh, if we can get to Russia, we will go there to get first hand footage of it because we believe in facts and evidence. And believe me, I've uh, done jobs with this guy over, overseas. He is solid as, as they come. So, again, we will uh, come and we will have that backed up.
7: All right. Now, stay tuned because we're going to have a little break now, um, just a couple of minutes. But we've got Brian Tamaki from the Freedom Rights Coalition, Donna Pōkere Phillips from the Outdoors and Freedom Party, and of course, Mary Byrne from um, Fluoride Free New Zealand. And then uh, our special guests from Tokelau, the Tokelau whistleblowers over there. They have all been waiting so, so patiently. And we're so, so grateful for that. Because they
6: believe in this country.
7: And this show was actually brought to you by Ouchie Powder. Now, we're going to play a little Ouchie Powder ad. Um, If you could please go and check them out, ouchiepowder.nz. They uh, have given us a whole lot of... um Powder, if you want some, this is this is a natural product uh, from the dairy industry, and it can help heal wounds. If you've got cattle or animals, it also helps animals, not just humans. Um, there's no, um, it's just lactose powder, and it, and it helps coagulate the blood really quickly. Uh, it's got a whole lot of other amazing properties to it. But we love this company, and you know what? They are so brave. They are freedom-loving patriots, and uh, we we salute them for standing up. And if you want to go, and if you're in the Waikanaui area, you can go to. Um, The Bullard Beret Cafe, which is run by Ashley and Bob. We'd like to give them a shout out too. And if you mention Counterspin, um, we get a a bit of a... um a donation from them for everyone that they sell because they are also a, comp- a, a cafe that was standing up and they have done it really hard. They were a real haven for um, unvaccinated and um, those who were mandated out of jobs. So go and support them if you're in Whanganui and we will take a little break and we will be back shortly. Don't want to miss it. Uh, I have an ouchie. It's okay, Mama will fix it.
10: Simply shake ouchie powder directly onto the wound. The natural antibiotic
8: properties of ouchie powder will sterilize the wound. Once the powder is applied, wait a few seconds while the ouchie powder absorbs the excess blood and forms a protective layer sealing the wound. Thanks, Mum. Can I go play now? Ouchie powder
7: fixes wounds fast.
6: people Okay, joining us now is Bishop Brian Tamaki. But before we bring bring him, before we bring, who's going to go? You go. Tell it. Okay,
7: but before we bring him on, we are going to play uh, a mainstream media. Um, piece that was played on News Hub. It was actually uh, I think a very fair um, and balanced piece. I think they um, gave not only um, Brian and the Freedom Rights Coalition the chance to get their point across but also um, people that attended, freedom loving New Zealanders were actually able to say why they were there and uh, I, I think it's uh, this is a case of actually, we don't need to really spin this story, this is actually a good story. So this is of course from all the protests. So in other
6: words someone dropped the ball.
7: Yeah, the protests that happened on Saturday. <laughs>
11: Tēnā Tato katoa, good evening. Auckland police are expecting to prosecute a number of people for protesting on Auckland's motorway today. The protest led by Brian Tamaki brought the southern motorway to a halt and police have described it as reckless behaviour.
2: The city's mayor, Phil Goff, says Tamaki is not above the law and the actions of the protesters were both illegal and dangerous. Ashley Yates has the story
10: human gridlock, replacing typical Saturday vehicle traffic on Auckland's southern motorway. Over a thousand people spilled out onto lanes, proudly guided by protest ringleader Brian Tamaki. They said their intention was to cause major interruption and disruption and they have a key piece of Auckland's motorway now utterly deserted and closed off to traffic. Police not intervening but keeping a close eye, on the ground and from the sky. Cutting off vehicle access to the motorway on surrounding streets, with motorists caught in the crossfire. The
14: motorway's all
0: blocked with the protest. The motorway's blocked, so we all go, then we can get
10: out. We've been here for half an hour and never moved. And forced to take on the role as traffic management.
2: Well, you don't block the motorway uh, for a protest, do you? You walk
4: down Queen Street or something, this is ridiculous.
10: Instead of Queen Street, they started at Auckland Domain. their mission was made clear.
15: And this food crisis and this cost of living crisis has all come out of that government that's a mess because it's a government of crisis. And what's on a government comes on its people.
10: They've got to go. Brian Tamaki telling those that gathered democracy died when politicians didn't come out to face those who protested on Parliament's lawn earlier this year. We all know how that ended.
15: That's the moment that we all should have hopped in our cars, taken your children for an experience, and what you do when people try to control, interfere, intrude in your lives, gone down to Wellington, and we should have committed a Sri Lanka on them.
10: Invoking scenes we've witnessed of the overthrow of the Sri Lankan president.
15: We're getting our nation back. We're getting back our freedoms and our rights. We're getting back our future. It's getting there. 11 o'clock, we want to go cause, what did we say, mayhem or something? I don't know.
10: That threat was followed through. They marched. Protesting about the government and its overreach in everybody's lives. It's destroying everybody's lives. Everything. Three waters. Um, health system, education
7: system, everything.
12: And I'm about wanting to see change take place because I don't lo- like what's going on currently at the moment with some decisions that the government and those in power and authority, they're
10: making on my behalf. Through the Domain and onto Khyber Pass Road, entering the motorway before exiting at Gillies Ave. The group then turned around. We
0: stand on your behalf today!
10: Bikies led the pack onto the northbound on-ramp. Newshub filmed protesters throwing water at oncoming traffic before an impromptu haka was performed. Then traffic was brought to a halt yet again by a convoy travelling in support in the opposite direction. Protesters also marched in Wellington and Christchurch with the same demand.
15: So our country's in crisis, so there's this crisis of living, a crisis of fuel, a crisis of food. There's a crisis, and the main crisis is in, in Parliament, so we need change.
10: The only immediate change was inflicted on businesses, especially in Auckland's new market. Regular Aucklanders and small business owners ultimately be the ones, once again, who are paying the price for a protest. Auckland Mayor Phil Goff is demanding police take action.
3: Well, Mr Tamaki seems to think that he's
6: above the law. He's not. What his members are doing at his request uh, is illegal. It's dangerous and it's unnecessarily disrupting the lives of others just trying to go about their ordinary lives. I've, I've talked to the police uh, uh, about this. I hope that they will collect evidence and that they will lay charges for what very clearly is an illegal act.
10: An act, he says, not only disrupted traffic but put lives at risk.
11: Kia ora, Ashley, you've had a statement from the police, what have they said about the behaviour of the protesters today?
10: Laura, police say they will review the actions of the protesters with a view to prosecution for being on the motorway. As for organisers themselves, well, police have labelled them as reckless. Police say while organisers did issue a release last night explaining the protest and saying that there was going to be a protest, police say they failed to engage uh, with the organisers, well, organisers failed to engage with police, rather, about what that action was going to be. Police say that this was extremely disappointing as it puts staff uh, which meant staff had to move very quickly to ensure all road users were safe. Ashley Yates, kia ora.
6: There we go. We just thought we'd uh, put you to sleep there for a minute. That was um, <laughs> that was a make up your own mind one. But uh, we would like to welcome uh, Bishop uh, Bishop Brian Tamaki to the show. Some people love him, some people hate him, but there's one thing you can't do is deny him. Welcome to the show, uh, Bishop Brian.
15: Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Not too bad. On start, eh?
6: Oh, I tell you, it was a. Uh, we, we got out the gates, got out the gates after a yeah. little while there.
15: Good on you, you stuck with
6: it. Yeah, we did indeed. It's perseverance, isn't it? It's that's exactly cool. what we have to do in this country to save it's it. Listening. Perseverance against controls yeah. and all. Now, you, you've, done, you've, you've closed, down, you closed down the motorway in the march. I was actually quite impressed with that. I was yeah. actually thinking, hey, why not just add a couple of trucks there, pop the tyres and, and just block everything. But um, <clears throat> baby steps. What do you think it's going to take for us to remove this criminal element that's got control of the country?
15: Well, you said it before, and the real crisis after all the crises we're facing, the biggest crisis is this government. We all know that. They've got to go. Um, the political establishment, the whole system needs reforming and replacing with decent people. who know what they're doing. But what we really need, Calvin, now is for every New Zealander that counts themselves as that 50% that says that they're fed up with um, Jacinda and the government, they need to show face and it's all over. We can begin then to dismantle um, what has destroyed our country, what has damaged it, and then begin to get back to happy days again, getting our country back and restoring the pride and the patriotism back in New Zealand.
6: Yeah, exactly. And I think they've got a backup plan as well, because as you know, they've weaponized racism as well. Oh. against European, and that <laughs> was not a good thing. We all used to get on. Let's face yeah. it, we we're cross-pollinated in this country. As I've said before, we could be a bloody garden. You know what I mean? So there is no pure blood, anything. Hell, I'm Irish Scott. So someone jumped the bloody lines there too, didn't they? Um, What do you think it's going to take for people to realize we aren't the enemy? we actually have the same hopes, dreams and wishes for our children as the next person. And I think that's what needs to be focused on. What do you think?
15: Well, that's right. Because I think most Kiwis now here have had a taste of the New Zealand we had. And even though it had its flaws, that's what we've got to do. We've got to get back safety again. People feel safe. Not a million people want to you know, take off and, and um, scarp a country because they feel it's no longer livable. The cost of living, it's high fuel, it goes on and on and on. But it doesn't take much to tip these scales, Calvin. Yeah. We can do this. We can have a major upset before even the election. Again, if we just could unite all of these people who feel dissatisfied about this government, they just need to show up, join us on the 6th of August at the, at the Auckland Domain. Fit a million people in there. So if Aucklanders are fed up, businesses are fed up, and I tell you what, you can't trust this lady and those um, incompetence up there because we're down there, they'll pull any old trick. They'll have us thinking monkey pox and all sorts of stuff, but you know what? We need to get together. That's what it is. Unite. Put our differences aside. And let's think about a better future for, you, as you said, our children and the economy and the way we live. That can be flipped in a moment.
6: Yeah. And the, the fact that you're able to hang on with us and, and come on the show at a late stage and, and credit to you for that. And thank you very much. Um, the cops have obviously haven't come and hauled you off in handcuffs <laughs> you know, after your yeah. motorway es- 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 escapade. We thought they would. Mm. Um, have you? What other plans, apart from the uh, August the 6th in Auckland, and of course, August 13th Christchurch and the 23rd Wellington, yeah, what yeah. other plans do you have, without giving too much to the enemy, of course, uh, do you have to actually push back properly? Because a lot of people are getting sick to death, of have turned up somewhere, rah, 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 hold the banners, get yeah. sorted, and, yeah. around, and then going home again, nothing changes. But we think we've got to move beyond protest, massive, civil disobedience, maybe, yeah. shutting everything down. What do you, what do you have planned, uh, without going into too much detail, to actually help bring that about.
15: Well, you're right because I mean I'm not a person either just doing. I always go out with multiple um, motivations, and um, again I think there's only two real solutions: and getting New Zealand back again, and cleaning up this political mess. Now, Parliament's off. That's that whole political is, um, establishment is distance itself from the people. We've been left out for so long now; it's declined, and. Um, we need a party that's going to rise united with the same like minded people who believe that we can actually take the next election, cause one of the most amazing upsets in political history in this country. And we can if we all decide that what we've got now we don't like, we don't like where it's going. So they've got to be ruffled enough to get off their. Um, I'm a bishop, by the way, so I can't say. Okay, get
6: off their asses, yep.
15: That's it, thank you. And, um, and you know, get out of their house. Just, leave it, just have a day of business and, and then come and stand with us because, believe it or not, it's numbers that's going to do that. But if that can't work, a political a political movement can. And that can really put us in a position where we cause a massive disruption. Um, I believe we've got the wherewithal to come after, to put something in there that can be um, – there's a lot of people that are on it, you know. There are people who are experts. They're the best people are not in there. They're still out here. And I think now we can be a, a global leading nation in how to get it back and set it in motion for a far better future than we've ever had even before.
6: Yeah, I think one of the biggest problems we have in this country is that everyone has been taught to be suspicious of everybody yeah, else. Yeah. Preventing us coming together. Like, as you know, mainstream media that have hammered you from day one. They've come after you. They've, they've actually made a lot of people who would otherwise be... Um, uh, on the fence, they've actually convinced them that you're the devil incarnate. Let's face it. Um, <clears throat> I don't look like a devil. No, no, no. <laughs> your, your hair's too slick. I think yeah. like you got got your hair. devil ain't You know what yeah. I mean? um, It's Karen, part of what Karen, Kelvin? Yeah, no, no, that's, no, that's right. So I'm, I'm just saying, um, with your recognition, yeah. you, you will either polarise views yeah. or you will cause a change in people yeah. who would otherwise not change. Now, we're hoping that because I would like you back uh, in the future for an in depth interview where I'll ask the hard questions that most people want answered. Next Next if you sure. can do that, that'll be great. Yeah. Because, um, you know me, I don't pull punches, I'll ask you the questions. Yeah. Um, and um, we can then basically put all that stuff to bed. Because I'm sick of hearing it. Because no, there's not really facts and evidence. Just like, you know, yeah. are you maybe killing a gender drinking? Well, that's fine. If you can find them, tell me. I'll help you take them down. But no one ever turns up with anything except here's a YouTube link. You know what I mean? Get pretty sick of it. So um, it's, it's good that you're standing. And I support you in every way in terms of that. Um, you and I have spoken more than once. Um, yeah. I got to know you. So I, I know your character. Um, I also know your body language and that. And, and to me, you're, you're pretty, pretty genuine. And I, like I said, I don't change my mind unless I have facts and evidence to the contrary. And at the moment, I have seen no evidence to prove that you are, in fact, Satan's born.
15: Thank you. That was a good interview. You said all the truth.
6: <laughs> no worries. That's good. And, uh, and no, this isn't a Destiny Church paid advi- uh, advertising. <laughs> for people just for all you idiots, you're going to get out there and say, oh, he's compromised. Because yeah.
15: that, oh, that's yeah, what i going to, yeah, to yeah. you now. Well, you know what, Kelvin, um, I believe if people really want the change that they're talking about, they really want this government out, they don't like what they're doing, yeah. you know, they can't be typical Kiwis. They can't just sit on the side in silence and watch a few do it and then criticise us. Um, they, we need to join together where we can agree.
6: So you've got to lace up the boots and give them the fight. Exactly.
15: It goes a long way. And you know what? Um, Maybe some difference. Maybe We're we're thinking of some things that are going to shock you guys in the next time because you're all going to think we're predictable. Well, we're not. And I think we're going to bring some good old-fashioned patriotic um, love. You love your country. We need to lift this city up and say it's the best country in the world to live in. And it's going to be even better. The paradise, the jewel in the paradise is coming back.
6: Exactly. We just have to fumigate it of all those bloody parasites.
15: No problems. That'll be easy. So thank you bishop we no. will uh we will Get have you the on
3: the
6: show shortly for an in-depth uh no. not interview no. interrogation
15: no. <laughs> good you. next time we'll start on time okay bye-bye to the man upstairs Thanks, sorry couldn't talk to you donna but nice seeing you and mary and any others thank you so very much have thank
14: you very day. much
7: we'll see you. thank Bye. you see you
15: so there you go like i said love him or hate
6: him you can't deny he's actually oh. having an impact and he's actually causing the commotion and if he's causing the government a concern i'm all for it
7: yes well i mean you know we, we polarize people too and uh, people either love or hate us as well so we know exactly what that feels like and we just keep going you know and like you said we're never all going to agree 100 on everything but we like to work with people where we can find common ground. Now, our next guest is another woman where we can find common ground, Donna Pokiri-Phillips. She is the (coughs) co-leader now of the Outdoors and Freedom Party with Sue Gray. She's done a lot of work uh, for Indigenous um, or Māori in this country, and uh, she loves local government. And um, she's actually with us uh, under very sad circumstances uh, because she recently lost her father. Donna, welcome to the show and uh, our sincerest... Condolences
13: to you for your recent loss. Uh, Thank you for inviting me on uh, to your show tonight.
7: So um, I don't know really how to start this conversation, but um, it is a conversation that many people around New Zealand are actually having more and more every day now, and we're getting reports of people, you know, even um, well, even Paul Brennan recently on 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 the platform uh, acknowledged that he had lost three people uh, that he knew who were all quite uh, relatively young in the scheme of things, and um, the 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 overall. Um, death rate is actually going up in this country. Some say it's been between 15 and 20%. Uh, We've been talking to funeral directors as well. Now, of course, uh, there's a whole lot of reports coming out saying it's the way you sleep, or it's TV, or it's climate change, or all these other things that are causing these sudden adult death syndromes around the world. Now, um, what do you think happened to your father? And, and just talk us a little bit about how, how you're feeling, because it's very fresh, isn't it, just a week or so ago.
13: Yeah, well, hopefully I, I don't bring out too many emotions because uh, we have only just buried our papa. Um, and so his problems started in 2021. So interesting, when he got discharged a few weeks ago uh, from hospital on his discharge sheet, uh, one of the doctors put on there, and I don't know why, because it had nothing to do with his discharge sheet, that he had never had coronary heart disease until 2021. Well, what happened in 2021? They rolled out the jab. They rolled out the jab. When he got the second jab, and I refuse to call it a vaccination because it is not a vaccination, It it, it, it is... Um, a bioweapon that kills people. And we, our whanau, have paid the ultimate price, the ultimate price. But he got myocarditis with his second jab. Now, he was in the hospital. He presented himself four times straight after he got his second jab. Um, I didn't know he'd presented himself in hospital three times until uh, my brother rang up and said, look, Dad's in hospital. It's not good. Um, uh, Uh, you know uh, come down I live in Hamilton Uh, my uh, papa lives in New Plymouth my I was born and bred there I traveled down to New Plymouth and my brother rang me up we were in lockdown there then at the time and he said don't bother coming down only one person is allowed in and that is mum and I said I'm coming down it took me three hours and a lot of politicking to get my way through the door when I got into hospital when he got the jab I actually demanded, I said, we are not leaving here until my father gets an eco-scan, because Dad said to me that he felt like, one, he was drowning, and two, that he was having a heart attack. So I said to the doctors, we will not leave this hospital, you'll have to get security guards to get us out until you give Dad an eco-scan, because my suspicions was that he had myocarditis, he went down, got his eco scan. The technician says, oh, your father's got an inflamed heart, looks like myocarditis, but your consultant will talk to you about that. His um, nurse that he had <coughs> ha- has been seeing because he's diabetic says your father has myocarditis. When it comes to the consultant, the senior doctor at the renal unit, he says your father's heart has inflamed because of diabetes. And I said, no, it, no my father has never had coronary disease until he got the jab. So that was the second jab. And I don't know why, I just don't know for the life of me, no why, apart from medical pressure, possibly from the hospital, because he has to go, because he's got diabetes, he goes up there a lot or, or um, it could have been all the ads on tv about protecting your papa. but he went for the booster when he got the booster he got pericarditis and he got what you call um, pleural effusion which is very similar to pericarditis but on the lungs and his and his uh, lungs and heart were filling up with fluid. Um, He also got massive ulcers down his throat, so he couldn't eat. He couldn't drink. When we went to hospital, basically they were managing him out. And I said, "I know what you're doing. You're managing my father out. I want you to treat him for every single ailment that he has." And I said, "And I want you to record uh, that he's got uh, a vaccine injury." They tried to tell me that my father's injury this is the pericarditis and pleural effusion, come from him getting COVID-19. Was it long COVID? Did he have a
7: case of long COVID according to them? Because that seems to be
13: one of the things. They never mentioned long COVID and, and I disputed that. And I said, go back to his file. His file will show that he got myocarditis when he got the second jab. Then they released him from hospital. When they released him, he ended up, within that week that they released him, he uh, presented himself. I was there because I was caring for him 24-7. I refused to leave the hospital. I couldn't trust the hospital to look after him. He did get good care while he was in there by the nurses, but I'm pretty confident is because... I was the watchdog over my father. I was there for uh, every meeting with the doctors, and I yeah, basically every day I said my father um, has vaccine injury, and they they wouldn't they did not dispute me. Actually, behind closed doors, a nurse came up to me and told me I agree with you, and I think that by putting in the records that Dad had not had. Any coronary heart disease prior to 2021 uh, was a was a message from that doctor. Because so he didn't need to put it in his discharge sheet. Here's the thing: um, the ambulance drivers, and sorry for going on about this, but the ambulance drivers um, within three days, four times within uh, three times within four days, dad went to ANE. We waited there for several hours and the hospital kept on sending him home he he was in an excruciating pain and they were giving him panadol the most they gave him was coding wow wow and then well, he eventually um yeah he eventually passed
7: yeah and, and and i i mean i can hear your voice breaking donna and it, it's so heartbreaking what are you feeling like ha- do you like what stage of the grieving process are you at and do you hold anybody uh, responsible for this
13: well I'm, I'm at the angry stage at the moment um and and i'm very angry i'm after political utu uh and uh, i want this government gone and i want people held responsible and i'm going after this government i want i want to go to court Um, to get justice for my father not just for my father but my husband's buried several whanau members shortly after they have received received the vaccine or the 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 jab sorry and I have written letters to the health uh, uh, health and disability commission to the ministry of health they are the ministry of health agreed with me that people will die. So they actually agreed in my letter. I have the letter that says people will die and there will, you know, not not all medications are foolproof. So they're, they're accepting that. Here's the thing, though. I asked them to investigate uh, some of my husband's Fano who had passed away not days, uh, weeks, and even months, because I'm talking, you know, ongoing tangihana here, for them to investigate and the government refuses to.
7: Amazing. Now, can you please explain to me um, and maybe some of our audience members out there, a massive part of the push of this uh, jab for Māori uh, specifically was the, the rhetoric that it would protect your whakapapa. Now, what part of the mRNA gene therapy from a from a foreign corporate um, pharmaceutical company would actually have your whakapapa interests at heart. I just don't quite understand how how that has been so easily Self-pitch. bought.
13: Well, uh, when you look at the rollout um, and you look at many Māori providers, many iwi, uh, they were part of, of the rollout fund. So you, you're talking about uh, uh, um, the rollout is going to cost our future generations, uh, $200 billion, our future generations. Um, and, and, you know, the government spent well over half of that already. And, and the rollout to Māori providers and iwi, um, I think, is what's captured them in that process, and I think is what's captured the media as well, is that the government has been dishing out money like it's lollies. Um, when when I was at dad's Tangihana, we took him back to his marae, Taipurianui uh, in Hawara, and um, uh, my uncles and my cousins thought he had died of his diabetes, and I said no, he died of vaccine injury, and they were quite shocked um before we took him back to our marae we had him for a night at mum and dad's buddy in new plymouth so that his bowling mates and and others that couldn't make it to the marae could actually see him before we took him to the marae and i was talking to some po kou matua some po queer and i shared the experience that we had with dad uh with the health system so the health system is broken um, and they were calling. Uh, um, they were saying that our people that are going to hospital now were looking at hospitals as death camps. Now that come from their, their that was their voice, not my voice, and I totally agreed with them because our people go in and they never come out.
7: Oh, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Now um, we would love to have you back on the show soon too, because um, you know not only have you been dealing with. This personal, um, personal situation. Um, you've also been dealing with uh, some online trolling, as many of us do, and there has been a case. I think of two freedom-loving. Um, Um, patriots, warriors, whatever we all call ourselves, but I think there's been a bit of um, miscommunication, so of course Lee Williams kind of giving you a bit of stick online, but um, I think both of you are actually on the same page, you you probably agree with far more than with what you disagree, but um, we'd love to have you back on to just have a friendly um, debate with him and a a conversation with him to show that, you know, again, we may all not disagree, Uh, we may all not agree on everything, but we can have civil conversations and uh, find out about the things that we can agree on.
13: That's right. And i just like to talk to what Bishop Tamaki said. We've all got to get on the uh, same page because we are not each other's enemy. There's That's a right. bigger, bigger enemy out there. Um, I'm also um, pushing to uh, uh, to get on to local government because I believe that, that we need to decentralise power from central government and give that power over to local government. Um, I do have a local government background, um, but uh, as you know, I am co-leader for the Outdoors and Freedom Party, but I'm also making a bid for the Mayor of Hamilton and also the mighty Ward. So, so you've got it first.
7: <laughs> yeah, well, we, um, it's been great having you on again, and we loved seeing you in Hamilton uh, when you spoke at our Let's Not Forget Tour. So uh, we wish you um, all the best during this uh, difficult time that you're going through. Um, but we know that you're you're a wahini toa, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna come through this much stronger. And um, your dad will be watching down, and he'll be very proud of you. Thanks mm-hmm. for coming on. Kia ora. Omati. Another um, great woman in in New Zealand doing great things, Um, Kelvin.
6: Yeah, I like her, actually. Yeah. It's cool.
7: Now we've got um, another guest, another Wahini toa uh, from Wellington. Her name is Mary Byrne. Many of you, I'm sure, will know her. She's been been fighting the good fight for decades, and um, she is going to join us now. We're just going to play a little video before she comes on. Uh, It's a video um raising awareness about fluoride and uh, i think you can find that on her website and of course uh, she's got an event on friday that she would like to let you all know about so we're back just after this
4: what do these countries have in common none of them fluoridate their water only four percent of the world still fluoridates 98 of europeans do not have fluoridated water and their teeth are just as good if not better than ours The Child Smile program in non-fluoridated Scotland saves millions of dollars and is giving Scottish kids better teeth than Kiwi kids. Why is New Zealand still adding fluoride chemicals to our drinking water? Find out the facts. Visit fluoridefree.org.nz. Of course, there is the event. Um, Now...
7: That i was going to read that out but it disappeared before i got a chance <laughs> to so um mary Byrne, welcome to the show you are the national coordinator for fluoride free new zealand great to
11: see you oh likewise uh, thanks a lot for having me on i know you've got a busy schedule yeah um,
7: so-, so patient um thanks for hanging in there so tell us what is um fluoride free new zealand all about and then uh, let us know what's happening on friday
11: okay so just quickly um you know we're a group that have been going for over 20 years with the main aim of, or with the only aim really, of stopping fluoridation in New Zealand. And over the years, we've had it stopped in a number of places and kept it out of a number of places, but the government uh, have moved to make it mandatory throughout the whole of the country. So at the moment, only 23 councils out of 67 have it, but the government is going to make every single council have fluoridation. So, what we're doing on Friday is having a protest outside the Hutt City Council, where the Wellington Water Committee is meeting to um, decide on what they're doing with the Wellington fluoridation system, because last year the fluoridation equipment broke down in Wellington, and uh, most of Wellington has been fluoridated for the last year, and now the councils found, have finally found out about it, and there's been uh, you know, hell to pay, basically, blaming the Wellington water entity for not telling them and people are saying there's dire straits because all the kids teeth are going to fall out and all that kind of rubbish so we're holding a protest and um, a few of us are going to speak at the committee saying they should not spend these millions of dollars that they intend to spend on fluoridation equipment and they should just leave it as is leave it off.
7: So, um, just for anybody out there who who isn't aware um about the dangers of fluoride, could you just um, you know, in in a, in a brief way explain uh what the problem is? And again, with you, like we may we may get you on in the future, or when we, when we come to Wellington and actually do a sit down and a real in depth discussion about it, because it's a, it's a big concern, isn't it? What's the problem?
11: Mm, yeah. So just just briefly, probably the biggest problem is lowering of IQ, particularly um for children exposed in utero or bottle fed. So they're the main two subgroups uh, in the country that really, really should avoid it, definitely should be avoiding fluoridative water. So they can go onto our website to find out if their town is fluoridated. They look under New Zealand specific information. Um, Then there's a whole host of things because fluoride is just a poison. So it increases cancer rates, it lowers your immune system, causes arthritis, it lowers the thyroid, That's really well established. So, you know, they're putting a toxic waste, literally, honestly, is toxic waste coming out of the phosphate, the chimneys of the phosphate fertilizer industry, into our drinking water. And um, it contains traces of lead, arsenic, um, and all sorts of other heavy metals. It is just a poison. There's nothing nutritional about it. It's not an essential mineral. It does nothing good for our our health, it detracts from our health. So, um, you know, they're, they're poisoning our drinking water uh, without our consent. The New Zealand Supreme Court has ruled that it is compulsory medication, but they say, even though it violates Section 11 of the Bill of Rights Act, which says that we have a right to inform consent to medication, uh, Sections 4 and 5 allow that to be overridden. So that has set the set the scene in lots of ways for COVID as well, because we have such a we have those clauses in, in the Bill of Rights that allows the government to forcibly medicate us. And so, you know, with fluoridation, they've been doing that. They started actually in 1954 in hastings. So they've been doing it all of these years as compulsorily medicating. I mean, it's not even a medication because it does no good. But you know. They claim a therapeutic a therapeutic benefit, even though there is no, not one. They claim it, so that's the definition of a medication, sort of. So, um, yeah, I mean, there really there's a whole host of things, and people just need to get onto our website because we've got lots of information on there, and they can find out uh, all about it. So it's fluoridefree.org.nz.
7: Awesome, so they can probably contact you through that website and uh, where can they actually, um, just tell everybody again where they need to be on Friday in Wellington.
11: Okay, outside the Hutt City Council, that's Langs Road and um, at 8.30 in the morning we'll have a protest and then at 10 o'clock is the Wellington Water Committee meeting. So So people could be there at 8.30, that'd be cool.
7: So you, you and a few others will be speaking at that meeting, is that correct?
11: Yeah, yeah.
7: Excellent. Well, we wish you all the best for that. And um, people, if you can make it, send through your uh, footage and your photos. And uh, we look forward to having you on again, Mary, where we can uh, really delve deep into this stuff, because it's really, really important that um, people understand that. We wish you all the best for Friday. Thank you.
11: Cool. Thanks a lot, Hannah. Thanks, Calvin. Cheers. Bye.
7: Right. Well, such great guests, Calvin. Everybody's so patient as we uh, start back our regular broadcasting.
6: And everyone taking a slice out of this beast. It's good.
7: Yes. And now um, we are going to play a, a video and that's going to set up because, like we said, many of you will now be slowly starting to learn about the situation of Tokelau. Now, this is serious serious human rights um, abuses over there these people are getting treated worse than prisoners um it is um there are three islands they are still administered by New Zealand um and we are going to have I believe three guests um we're going to have Madalini Patelesio. hopefully I get all their names right, no, sorry, Mahalini, um, and he actually, him and his wife Anne actually reached out to us, like I said earlier, during the tour, and we were having some discussions over Messenger, um, and we're shortly going to play his wife's um, message to Ardern. Uh Then we will also have Danny Palacio. Now, Danny, I believe, is over in um, Australia, and he has been helping um, these people, Try, but basically what's happened is they've all been put under house arrest because they've chosen not to take this experimental gene therapy, jab, bioweapon, whatever you want to call it, and they are being pressured. And do you know what? In about there has never even been one single case of COVID. This is how crazy it is. And this story actually needs to go viral around the world so that everybody understands just how deranged this government is. And a small island nation with... 15,000 people. That I
6: might add, has survived thousands of years without outside influences, never had a problem. The uh, Western world and civilization crap comes in, starts administering them, and all hell breaks loose. Something's got to be wrong with that picture.
7: So, yes, there's a lot of um, more and more brave families starting to speak out. So uh, we are going to bring these two gentlemen on, along with Leti Lopa as well. So uh, let's check out um, what Mahalina's wife had to say just not so long ago. Hear me Jacinda
12: as a native mother of five children and the grandmother of four mokopuna, or grandchildren and as a New Zealand citizen in Nukunonu Tokelau I am calling you out for the mass murderer you have become alongside all your fellow classmates from the World Economic Forum so-called leadership groups now oppressing their people in their countries unlike many native mothers and grandmothers without a voice i find mine while in house arrest for for refusing your unsafe and ineffective jabs i am calling you out as an evil tyrant Unworthy to leave actual humans. I reject your satanic revision of family and gender in education. You are a new age Pacific black Not kidnapping able bodies, but causing disabled or dead bodies in order to please your insane and greedy fraudsters. Your system of evil, including the united non-nations of unelected, self-serving, private interest bodies of nobodies, have placed authority to hands incapable of providing actual protection to benefit the universal human rights of native people of tokelau and elsewhere. They obediently bow to instructions from criminals in ivory towers that show zero compassion to the human carnage they are causing. This is my voice crying out on behalf of my long-suffering, voiceless but resistant maternal native women worldwide. So. For the sake of all humanity's future generations on earth, we will stand strongly together in truth, freedom and spiritual well-being.
7: Well, welcome back. That is a really powerful message there. Um, You know, it's something... uh, takes a, a person with a lot of bravery and a lot of courage to say that, uh, to call out uh, the powers that shouldn't be in that way, and particularly our Prime Minister. Um, and we are now joined by Anna's husband, um, Mahalino. Welcome. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on Counterspin and... Um, Your story is now starting to gain a lot of traction, uh, especially here in New Zealand within the alternative media community. Um, Great work being done from Liz Gunn, Chantal Baker, the Daily Examiner. Um, We first heard about this, what what was happening um, through Liz Lambert. And then, of course, you guys contacted us. Um, Could you, just for anybody that hasn't heard of your story yet, can you just give a bit of a brief summary about what you've been experiencing now for almost a year?
3: Thank you, it's a privilege to be talking on your platform, thank you. Um, Over the last, it was almost a week away from our anniversary, so to speak, Um, since we've been on house arrest, it's been um, (coughs) traumatic uh, beneath the surface that we are trying to, um, keep calm about the whole situation. But halfway through, probably our, um, our situation, we, we decided to speak out. Um, a lot of the things that has been happening, we, we could not make sense of it. And when our uh, young daughter became uh, cast arrested with us, that really um, uh, pushed us to the to the edge of um, away from being calm. So calm, because of obvious um, health and mental reasons, we could um, sense. The, the change they that basically mentally come away or fallen off from being anywhere near the, the community here. They want to come back to, to New Zealand to a more uh, familiar place. And that is saddening for uh, Anna and I, basically, and so for the last um, six months, from from the present, we we've really spoken out and let it all out because this has to stop. And may I add, it's it's not just for us. It's I think we need to to free everybody and not just toke yeah But I, I'm really thankful for the team behind us overseas doing most of the work. We really appreciate it. Thank you.
7: Yeah, well, your fight is our fight. And, of course, you are on, uh, if, I, if I've got this correct, you are on the island of Nuku, Nonu, and you're the only family there, aren't you, that... Um, decided to stand strong and um, is it also correct that you were part of the kind of council of elders and you actually were going to go and resign because based on your position around um, not wanting to take this experimental vaccine
3: it's not a vaccine that is correct
7: so um, now that you've spoken out, and um, your, your wife and your daughter as well, and, and um, what, what has been the pushback like? Because we've actually seen some of the messages that um, are coming through, and it seems like um, apparently not only are you being uh, kind of denied data for your mobile phones and to access the internet, but now you're, you're actually experiencing serious harassment. Is that correct? And, and abuse.
3: We've had two incidents um, happening outside our house plot. Um, in the meeting, it was brought up and it was made clear to me that, um, that they did not believe uh, my version of the events. Um, Yeah, so for me, the the meeting was was basically uh, a waste of time for me. If I may, I'll just pipe in here.
6: What is your system of law there? As we know, you're administered by remote control, basically, from here in New Zealand. Um, Ross Adern was at the helm when all this started so he's got to be culpable for it as well because he should have um, been having a lot of the facts and evidence presented i understand there's a doctor over there as well who's an ill-informed uneducated fool going after you all who are standing your ground trying to say that this thing is safe and effective it is not um, but we will get to that shortly how is how is the law i do not understand and they help us out here understand if such a thing, have you been placed under house arrest, which is basically forced imprisonment for something that is not even a crime here? How can they get away with it? How does that actually help? How does that
3: work? My simple um, idea of 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 the situation here is. They basically, the council, the local villages were given a, a delegation of authority. That's a quote of, of what uh, is written. So they basically have the right to make up whatever law they want. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's really I don't really understand it. Um, but uh, I missed out mentioning to to uh, is it Hannah? Yes, that's Hannah's right. Question that um, we are now um, allowed credit. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking. Um, Due to uh, a, a miscommunication, we were told. Uh, <laughs> um, so, we're, we're, yeah, whatever they're arguing about, we're, we're glad we got some more um, access to talk to you.
7: Excellent. And I think uh, what we'll do is we will get um, the details of the groups that are supporting you so we can put the bank details down in our description because uh, I think people need to get behind you and make sure that you can keep getting your voice out, at least, uh, if not helping with anything else that you need. Now, Danny, I think it'd be great to bring you on at this point because uh, from what what we understand is you are over in Australia um, and like a group over here, you have been desperately trying to uh, help Get these voices out, get these stories told because it's just an absolute travesty what's going on. When did you start getting involved and why?
16: All right, this is going back. Oh, first of all, let me say uh, thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Calvin. Uh, thank you, Counter Spin, for allowing this voice, these, this story to go out. Uh, and I think uh, with what Maheleno has just mentioned, how they to make out that it was just a, a communication error it's actually it's because of the pressure that's coming from the outside looking in on, on the story and how ridiculous that these guys are being treated in this way and uh, uh so just i just wanted to say that before i answer your question so back in uh, last year around july we got a call from the pastor's uh, Ty and Julie are uh, informing us that they're bringing the Pfizer in, and that uh, they're going to require everybody to get vaccinated or so-called vaccinated. And uh, but uh, they wanted to know what what our opinion was. But we actually said, listen, we don't want you to go by what we we want what our opinion is, we want you to find out from what the big guy upstairs is saying to you and he'll be able to give you some clear direction. They they called us back and they let us know, listen, we, we, we've been told by the big guy that uh, we're not going to take it. And I says, alright, then you've got to stand firm on that. It's like uh, what you decide uh, should be your choice, your body. Ready? Yeah,
7: absolutely. <laughs>
16: But uh, so that's that. So those guys, that's Pastor Letty's brother and sister in law in in Atahu. But uh, they haven't actually started the church over there, but they're just being part of the community. But now, because of their decision not to get the the stabbing, we call it the stabbing because uh, these people, a lot of people have died (laughs) from it. And uh, the, the people that have, uh have been trying to say no it's good it's good they don't want to look at the other side at the at the at the statistics of how many people have died from this
7: absolutely anyway. and, and so um,
16: yeah
7: so, <laughs> so, so you're <laughs> over in australia and you're you're trying to get these stories out into mainstream and alternative media platforms over in australia have you had have you had much traction over in australia at this point
16: we have had a little bit of traction, uh, like uh, when we came on, um, before Australia came out with it, they, they heard it from Talanoa uh, Sao, which is from, um, they, but, but Bill K was the first one in New Zealand that heard from us, but then we went on Talanoa Sao and uh, they were they were able to expose it more to the Pacific people, and uh, when they heard it, it was like, what, What's that can't be, surely, yeah, it's
7: absolute madness. So uh, we're going to try and reach out to the people that we know in the UK and in America because this is a really, really big story and people need to understand how ruthless these people are at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I think it's good now if we um, – did you have any questions for Danny, actually, Kel, before we move on to Letty?
6: Well, there's a couple of observations and a question, actually. If, if they believed the jabs worked, why would they worry about a couple of rebels who didn't mm-hmm. want to take it? So there's got to be ringing alarm bells for a start. Exactly. Uh, secondly, as we said, it's all based on a con. It's a lie. There's no science to support it. So what are they really trying to do? Depopulate the islands? Are they trying to take up those animals for some reason? You well, know, you're know, you meant to be underwater. Climate change, <laughs> you're meant to be underwater already. So uh, you know, by hook or by crook, they sound like they want to get rid of you. What's your thoughts?
16: Well, my thoughts are is, uh, a few years ago, many years ago, this is another story, but when they got rid of Swains Island, somebody got paid and I'm just thinking outside the box here is I think there's, because there's not the whole, um, it's not the whole leadership of Tokolau or like for Atahu or for Nukunonu, it's just maybe one or two that are causing everybody to go their way in regards to uh, forcing this mandate down and uh, trying to put these people under the thumb because now it's a power trip that they don't like that uh, they've been uh, stood up against. But yet uh, you know, the human rights here have been just trod on and uh, they don't want to acknowledge it.
6: Yeah, no, we agree. And they've actually we have absolute evidence over here that just like the the Māori over here, there are certain so-called wannabe elites who are getting paid handsomely to basically kill their own people. Yeah. And that's basically what's happening there as well. Yeah. There's always you always give people a turn on themselves and that way you've got a hand's a hand's um or an arm's length from the um trouble so it doesn't come back on you so i really admire you guys stand we will get your story out we'll push it as far and wide as we can
7: awesome. yeah so um letty we'll bring you on now if i've got this right you are um pastor ty's uh brother and he is on uh, the island of atafu and there are um a few more families there as we understand who are standing uh, firm in their choice not to um take this stab uh because uh yeah the the our uh, noku what's it what is
14: it
7: nuku noku noku no sorry there's only one family which like Calvin was saying if they were that sure of uh their belief in the stab then one family uh surely shouldn't make a difference but from what we gather um in Itafu there there was issues with you know they had them locked down, and then they started giving them their freedoms back, and then people started talking to each other in the community, and they started sharing information. So what can you tell us about um, Atafu and, and what's happening there?
14: You know, I think at one point, um, perhaps, they might have a leg to stand on and plead ignorance. But at this point, in light of you know, New Zealand relaxing and dropping mandates altogether, uh, it's, at this point, is just absolute arrogance. Yeah. Because, like uh, Calvin said, there's uh, zero cases on the island, and so why should why should it be mandated? You know, it's for one, it's it's experimental, and two, uh, their their quote unquote concerns are unfounded because, again, there are no cases, zero cases. So, what are they afraid of? Uh, I think at this point, it's just a power struggle and wanting to. Subdue and, and beat uh, these these ones to submission simply for uh, questioning the narrative, and and raising their concerns. Do you have lawyers helping you over there to take this case? Uh, there's a uh, background uh, work um, underway, so we're, we're talking to, to to a few people. Now you have
6: um a gov- your governing structure is quite unique, um but I've you know and in, in, over over on the islands. Um, because you have, like I said, you've got a remote control overlord here in New Zealand, of course. Um, Why, I don't know. I mean, you've been getting it wrong fine without these pricks. But um, also, you have a local setup that's um, still like we had over here with the old hapu or local borough council type setups where you've got a few people who are elected or whatever or agreed that they will run the affairs of the village and um, act in accordance with and should be on behalf of the people in their best interests. But by the looks of it, it's been hijacked and someone has been given wrong information and they're using that influence, whether it's through fear, through ignorance or through corruption. But either way, no matter which way you slice it, your people are being harmed. And I don't understand how this is allowed to continue. Is there a way to wrest the power back from them and put it into some the hands of some sane people.
14: Well, as you were saying uh, before, uh, Ross Ardern resigned. Uh, he was aware of the situation, so he's uh, like you said, he was culpable here. He had some responsibility, and he should have, you know, made you know, uh, kind of enforced and, and, and made a stand and, and said something, you know, officially. But uh, as we know, he resigned uh, while this case was still underway, and he's nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be heard, apparently. So. And I'm also
6: surprised that Chris Farfui, the former minister over here of the New Zealand government, wasn't jumping up and down and uh, screaming from the rooftops because he's, a, he's
14: from there, is he not? Right, he is. Uh, but as you say, there are a lot of factors under on, on the, on the play. There's uh, a, a hint at corruption and, and, and amongst other stuff. So, man, your guess is just as good as mine. Yeah, you've got to ask the question. I mean, the
6: question begs to be asked. This has all happened just like in New Zealand. New Zealand's getting crushed under the Ardern um, fuelership. And of course, Ross Ardern, her father, um, administering at the time you people started going under the thumb as well. Uh, there's a whole lot of questions around Ardern. Not only because the economy getting wrecked and yours, obviously, they've, they've come in there with, as usual, trinkets. And a lolly scramble for the sustainable development they're meant to be doing their four-year plan. I've read it all. And of course, targeting is COVID-19 and climate change, funnily enough, it seems to be the two things being used to subjugate the world. You're oh. no different. Um, but there is there any note? Do you think if the money was tracked? Because if someone of those will have bank accounts, surely someone can find out. Who suddenly got a new premises? Who suddenly you know, got offshore accounts? Because usually they get offshore accounts and then they go overseas and spend it. But um, do you know if there's any uh, identifiable corruption that we could look at and investigate and expose?
14: To be honest, I'm not too sure. Like, there could very well be. But uh, I personally, I think it's really a power struggle. Uh, because uh, the the islands are governed by elders, right? So each elders who are on the council represent the families on the island. And so together uh, they they uh, make the decisions and, and make the rulings for, for the island. And so to have people question, because this hasn't been done before, to really question the narrative and, and push against it, really hasn't been done. And so uh, for this to happen for the first time, I think it's really, it has been a shock to them. And so they don't like it. And so... Like I said, it, it becomes a, 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 a uh, like a subjugation thing where they just want to kind of beat them to submission and you know subdue them yeah. because they don't like people questioning the narrative. And when people do question the narrative, uh, there, there's a fear. Otherwise, there would be more people speaking out. But because there, there is a fear of, of uh, you know being kind of ostracized and and, and attacked for for speaking out. Yeah,
6: And you know something, if this was a different situation, New Zealand was not the overlords of Tokolau um, and there was oil discovered in your area, they would be only too happy to invade the place and liberate you. But because you have no significance to them, no uh, strategic importance, they don't mind if you rot in hell.
14: Well, pretty much guinea pigs at this point, hey?
6: Yeah, exactly. Hannah.
7: Yeah, so um, I just wanted to ask one more uh, question of you, Ty. Uh, sorry, Leti. Um Has your brother, Ty, uh, reported to you uh, from Atafu about any deaths that they are seeing, or kind of is there are there any abnormalities? Are, are, are people having adverse reactions? Uh, is there is there anybody keeping track of all those types of things?
14: I haven't heard from my brother uh, personally about that, but I hear there are. Uh... People from uh, the islands, from Atahu, um seeking medical help uh, in New Zealand. So a lot of them have kind of uh, made the journey to New Zealand to seek uh, medical help, and I uh, suspect that's for that for that reason for the jab.
6: Wow. Okay. So 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 just to get this out out there, <clears throat> prior to the introduction of the the Satan stab, uh, Jacinda's jab, um, these people were by all accounts fit and healthy. Is Pretty much, true? yeah. Okay. See, they're, they're, they're just we have got it here as well. Um, mainstream media won't cover it. It's not part of the agenda um, because it will um, basically stop the flow of the money because it's all about money. It's all, as you can say, power uh, over here. Anyway, it all comes with the almighty dollar. So fit and healthy before the stabs start. All of a sudden, everyone you know a lot of people starting to receive medical treatment, and we have heard of other sources from there coming in that um, uh, abnormalities or uh, loss of births um not a good not a good situation to be in at all all around for use even the people who have gone along and got the uh jab you know some of them would have done it through fear and those are the people i feel the most sorry for because not only did they um are they uh, the weaponization of fear but they've now got something in them they could whether it's in a couple of weeks or within three to five years, is going to kill them.
14: Yeah. I, I hear there are uh, a number of deaths in the Dogalawan community abroad, particularly there in the, uh, New Zealand. Um, and some of them are young, uh, mostly from heart attacks. So uh, I don't know if they're connecting the dots or whether they're just uh, yeah, we hope so. ignorant about it. But uh, yeah.
7: Awesome, thanks, Liddy. Now, we just want to um, come back to you, Danny, because apparently, um, it's is it your wife, Sarah, who has been getting a lot of uh, online abuse from people?
16: Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, yes. Sorry. And uh, from the Tupulenga, uh the doctor over there in, in, uh, in Atahu was like uh, absolutely... The the, the, the rubbish that she sent sent against my wife. Uh, Also, you know, because they, uh, one guy that told us, when when he said uh, that these maggots that are going to bring danger to the people of of Tokelau uh he's he, he was calling them maggots to dehumanize them so that they can actually do a bit more i reckon because to 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 and and uh <laughs> that guy he said that i know him very well and but he he, he comes under he, he uh he, he goes and uses these different profile uh facebook fake pages that uh and he comes to attack us and stalk us but it's like uh we know who he is and uh the day's coming for recompense and you'll be held accountable for these this rubbish that you're throwing at us and, defi- <laughs> and defamation. Or, or, look, I really believe that uh, these, these guys will be held accountable for that and it's like, hey, look out, judgment's coming.
6: Yeah. We're, we're, we're looking at some of the screenshots of the, um, it's not available to the audience yet, but uh, We've been looking at some of the screenshots of the abuse that's been given um, on this, like the old FU with the thumbs up, um, the name. Uh, What's it? Can you get it? I want to see the name of the doctor.
7: Hannah Letu.
6: Dr. Hannah Letu? If that is definitely from that woman, person, whatever.
16: Yeah. Now, she doesn't have a good record of that. A lot of people actually want to. Uh, or that we have heard that once we actually lay a complaint against her, but nothing can be sort of said or done about her practice because of the way she treats people. And she's supposed to be there for the people to treat the people, but she's absolutely just running her own show. It's like a circus to me when I hear it. Who's who's she got a medical licence with or registration with?
6: (laughs) It would be New Zealand, wouldn't it?
16: That'll be interesting if you can find that out. Yeah, come on.
6: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll actually look into that because because the Medical Council here is as corrupt as anything. So, you know, whether we can try to get some hold and something done remains to be seen. But as far as we're concerned, the Medical Council here should be up on charges along with Jacinda Ardern and the rest for murder. Um, so if we can find out if she's actually registered or the, a license, her medical license is here, then we'll try to do our best to have it taken off her. Because what we're seeing in the evidence that's come through is disgusting. She should not be in a position of trust holding that type of animosity for anybody.
16: Exactly. I see it, Callan.
7: Yeah, and we've also um, put in some Official Information Act requests uh, just just to find out exactly how much money has gone uh, to the administrators and, and, and the local council on Tokelau. I mean, we don't know exactly how these things work. Uh, how much money have they received for the whole COVID um not only the the stab rollout, but you know the 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 kind of testing, and I don't know have they, have they been testing over there? Have they been? Has there been a big propaganda campaign? I mean, I know they all stab on the same day as one one big yeah. group, but ha- how has the propaganda been?
16: So they get the leadership, the Doppelänger, to get everybody in alignment to actually go in and get their stab on the same day, and those that didn't, then they come they turn the people against them. Yeah. turn unity against them, and they ostracise them, and then make them be, look like the, you know, Pastor Ty and Julie, and uh, and Say over there, and Penna. Um, yeah, and Penna uh, another guy who's been getting the hammer over there for just saying no, let me say to you that, um, that these guys have been absolutely smashed by the Topulanga, but not all of them, you see, it's just a a few that are having to uh, lead, it, it reminds me of Hitler in the days of Germany, you know, when he led this onslaught against the world, it's like, uh, he was just a, had a small minority group, but he led the whole lot of people into this rubbish. But it's like, uh, this is what's happening in tokelau these few people are just almost like scaring the others to follow their lead. But I'm wondering, hey, who's getting paid here? Is there anyone getting paid here? That's the question I'd really love to
6: be, uh, you know, find out the answers to. Exactly, and it is, and it is the same tactics being rolled out across the world. Believe me, if you have a look at Event Two Hundred One, and then you have a look at uh, uh, an exercise called SPARS, S P A R S. You can find the document. Still, go and have a look at it. It tells you exactly the tactics they're going to use: creating non-governmental organisations and so-called disinformation centres like we have over here, led by an idiot called Kate Hannah, who wouldn't know shit from clay. Um, And, of course, these people are well-funded to try to suppress any logical, evidence-based, factual um, information coming out to the rest of the public while the agenda is rolled out. So that's all there. They're they're doing to you exactly what they did here. They have the people uh, attack the people, and that way, while they're all busy arguing, the government carries on and the agenda rolls out unabated. It's actually quite very intricate in its design, and if it wasn't so tragic, it would actually be... um, Well, you'd admire it almost.
16: Mm. Yeah.
7: All right. Well, um, we're going to now go to Mahalino again one more time. Mahalino, if you're still there, um, are you able to turn your camera on? Because we just really want to know now... um, what can the people of New Zealand and the people of the world actually do yeah. uh, to support you on Nukununu and also uh, the rest of the families on Atafu who, who are all just standing so, so strong and in, 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 in the face of adversity and uh, you've had your worlds shrink down so small. What, what can we do?
6: List the priorities. How can we help? Priority one,
3: lose the government brilliant priority two get rid of the government
6: <laughs> <laughs> and priority three
3: c one and two <laughs> <laughs>
7: So and and um, what about personally? How are you guys going? Have you have you got what you need at the moment, or is it hard to get food? Are, I mean, are they are they trying to kind of punish you in other ways? Like, I mean, they put this whole data thing down to a miscommunication. Is there anything else? Any other dirty tricks that they've that they've pulled out at, so far?
3: We're we're blessed with with food. They haven't tried that trick yet. Um, they they do uh, uh restrict us from from getting our own supplies and being more independent they don't want us to be that so um yeah we're we're waiting for the next uh lot of tricks
7: so you're not allowed to go fishing, or you're not allowed to go in, and gather food, maybe in your more traditional means. Is that what you're saying?
3: Absolutely. We've we've put in a request uh, to the council uh, some months ago, and and the silence is deafening.
7: Wow. So you're you're literally just housebound. You're not allowed to even go uh, to your back door, which, as I understand, is literally. Um, the ocean, and uh, you're not even allowed to go and look after yourself and sustain yourself.
3: No, but uh, we we are allowed to go and swim, um, uh, in, in the in the lagoon. Um, we we do get uh, donations of food from uh, generous families, and uh, I still get my pension, uh, and uh, our share of uh, food distributions they occasionally have. Um, so we're we're not desperate, just um, for for data when we need them. All right.
7: Well, we um, really salute you and uh, your family for <clears throat> standing by your convictions and uh for speaking out because it's i cannot even imagine what it's like um you know i mean it was terrible enough here in new zealand but uh we've been released from our our hell in some ways but i suppose for five seconds yeah until the next round starts um so yeah. we we will continue to get the story out, and we'll work with all the other people that we know that are getting all behind you. Uh, Danny, maybe uh, let's ask you one more one more question. What, from your point of view, what can people do now uh, to help? Because you know, it's but people, yeah. but Kiwis and people all around the world just want to help each other.
6: Take a boat, let's invade the place and free them.
16: <laughs> Let me say that. Uh, these guys in Tokalao will not ask for any money handouts, but I know they need help. We've tried to send them what money we can over the uh, few months, but it's like uh, if, but if, if, uh, if people can help them financially to get more data because we don't know how long this is going to go on for. And, uh, and usually when you're stuck to just fish because that's all they give you pretty much from what the uh, Topolanga the handout there, it's like uh, no, nah, actually, they have a shop there. They can, uh, if they have money, they can buy things that they need. And uh, so, if you look at uh, Mahilino and Anna and, and their kids, and you look at um, Pastor Ty and Julie and their kids, they got a few kids too, and Say and Scott and their kids, and uh, there's there's others as well. There's others that uh, that have started to stand because. Of various reasons, because of the stabbing, that's uh, and they're seeing, they're seeing outcomes that they didn't like. That's why they stood against it for the second second shot. We're
6: hanging there, guys. Cavalry's on its way. Um, ah. You'll find this will build, and our uh, pressure will be put on now from all sides. And credit to, Free and Zetelis Gun, uh, Tola Na'u Sa'ol, um the Daily Examiner, of course. Um, uh, who are the others?
7: And Troncha Baker and Chantel Chantel Billy Baker. TK back then and, yep. and Liz Lambert,
6: That's you right. know, have
7: all been uh, trying to get your story out. Letty, is there anything else that you uh, feel needs to be said before we wrap this up and uh, don't waste too much more of Mahalino's data?
14: <laughs> you know, it's good, I think, uh, just to uh, get the story out. Uh, it's, it's bringing pressure to the tapulanga and uh, I think we've been uh, seeing victories for that reason they, they don't like pressure so uh, i say get the story out even more and uh share it far and wide
6: awesome well the counter spin tsunami of change is coming because the people here believe me when they are together they are a machine to be reckoned with and nothing can stop them
16: Awesome. hey oh. yeah
7: <laughs> thanks for your patience guys thanks mahalino uh for joining us and uh, sending lots of love to uh, you and your family over there. And uh, please, all of you, just keep in touch. And um, if there's anything else at any time you need us to get out, uh, we will do our best to do that. And uh, we'll try and try and get some platforms even further abroad on the other side of the country, on the other side of the world, so that um, it's, it, we, need to, we need to break the spell of this Jacinda Ardern, don't we? Her, her pixie dust is wearing out.
6: Yeah, and keep the faith. Believe me, there are more of us than there are of them, and we are going to win this. Love you guys,
7: thank you. Awesome, thanks guys.
6: Thank you. All right. You're most welcome.
7: (laughs) Have a good night. Wow, that was like an epic marathon of a show. Some amazing people.
6: It was actually. so we hope you enjoyed it. If you want to contribute to us and keep us on there and keep us going, as you as you can see, we're down to three men crew now. Well, okay, two men, two actual men who identify as men, and a woman who actually is a woman. I can attest to that. Um, no confusion here, no mental illness. So uh, we are good to go. And we
7: still need uh, some help in the editing uh, side of things. So if you have some uh, skills and um, you'd like to help us out please get in touch info at counterspinmedia.com shout out to
6: james who's come on for the uh help us with the animation i also want to shout out again to spearhead holding it up the over 100 days uh, wanting to reinstate Marsden Point oil refinery for energy independence. It is a national security issue. Let's get behind that as well.
7: Yep, and we've got uh, a few other people who have reached out regarding um, helping out with the show that we will be in touch. Uh, sorry it's taken us a while. We have just been getting Perfect. things going again. Um, and, yes, Last thank but you, least. Last but not least, uh, we, we, um, we wanted to give um, some of you a chance to get a hold of our uh, limited edition uh, tour merchandise because um, we don't have much of it left. And,
6: Are you ready to fight? Uh,
7: some of you, you know, we know it's tough times. and this, uh, They're not the cheapest T-shirts because you know why? Because they're hand-printed. Uh, that, that's from the, uh, the print doctor. In Wellington, they they screen print these all by hand. Uh, they're, they're the best quality t-shirts we could get. Uh, So, yes, if you still want to get your hands on one of those, um, you will be able to. You can email merch at at counterspinmedia.com. That is, of course, the lovely Lisa. She will take care of you. Um, But we did want to give those of you who may not be able to afford one the chance to win one. So we um, said if you made a donation, then we'll put you into a little draw. So, come do you want to do that? She will take
6: care of you. Just don't expect happy endings, but you will have a happy surprise when you get your gift. (laughs) Oh,
7: God. And, of course, we want to give a big shout-out to Dana. Dana um, was due to come on the show Out of today. all the
6: people, everyone but this person's going to hate me. <laughs>
7: uh, so if you were number 112, well, then you are the lucky winner. I don't know if you can see that with the light. But that is number 112. So uh, Lisa will be getting in touch with you very shortly. And uh, you can choose out of the, the black camo or the green camo. So hopefully there's um, a very happy person out there.
6: If you're going to take a city, this one. If you're going to take a country, that one. (laughs) So uh,
7: hopefully we've got through everything. Thanks for hanging tight with us, guys. If you made it to the end, congratulations. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what are we now? It's 11 o'clock. And yeah, please join us again on Thursday. All things going well. We hope to bring you another live stream at 8 p.m. So that'll be Mondays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Every week, that's our plan from here on in. And if you are in the Christchurch area and you'd like to um, have a bit Saturday. of a catch-up on Saturday, uh, this Saturday we are looking at having um, potentially a silent auction because uh, we still need to raise funds. This is, like Calvin said, not um, it's not an easy uh, operation to undertake and we need to keep... Um, we need you
6: because we won't sell out to the big boys. Yeah, so we simple. don't have
7: any big um, corporate backers or we aren't taxpayer-funded or Google-funded and all of that so uh, if you're a business out there or you're a local business in Christchurch and you'd like to donate something for a silent auction or maybe not even a silent auction but an auction and maybe we'll have a bit of a barbecue or something here in Christchurch um, then that would be at the Bryland Centre. But look out for that. We'll we'll um, we'll post that up on Telegram. Please, if you're not already on Telegram, follow us there, or go on to Gab or Instagram. We're we're hanging on by Instagram. We've already had one account deleted there. We are hanging on on Facebook. We're pretty much shadow banned there. We've been banned off
6: TikTok. We're on Rumble. We know all those platforms suck, but that's where most of your idiots keep going. You oh. know, not our fans because there are uh, there are uh, what there are. Uh, well, they're intelligent. But all those other idiots should be spying, you know, little trolls and that sort of stuff. The only reason we're there is to redirect people to the other platforms.
7: Yeah. So counterspinatmedia.com um, and Telegram. Join the Telegram page if you're not already there. So we will let you know. And we are starting an events. Uh, we've started an events Telegram channel because it's really hard to keep up with all the events happening uh, around the country. And people really want to know what's going on. So we want to start at the end of each show. We want to have a little bit of an events guide or like, like a freedom guide. Uh, movement gig guide so if you're having an event um, be it a protest be it i don't know maybe you're a local business that um is stood up against the mandates and and you want people to um come and use your venue or use your service um or you're having freedom gatherings somewhere um or you've got children's events music events who knows it could be anything political entertaining fun whatever whatever it is Email us, events at counterspinmedia.com, and we'll get that out. And
6: we are, of course, about to launch in a couple of weeks, hopefully. We'll have the Climate Change Symposium, where we bring on people who are absolutely going to smash that climate change narrative before it even gets out the gates properly in this country.
7: So thank you to all our guests for coming on. Thank you to you guys for watching. Thank you to our amazing team. Uh, I don't even know how we're still standing after the year that we've had. Um, we're kind of trying to get another boost of energy. Um, but thanks to you, Kelvin, for carrying on. and uh, Not killing you? Not, yeah. not no, But, but I do yard. want to
6: say, when we were in Nelson, um, Hannah said something lovely to me uh, at the end of that show. Um, I was quite choked up. The reason I didn't respond was because I probably would have bought my eyes out, to be honest. So I just want to say thank you for having my back standing by me and putting up with my shit, uh, because that's got to be hard for anybody So It was just ask my mother. Um, but uh, you're amazing.
7: Oh, that's nice.
6: Don't expect that shit anywhere else. But...
7: <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, there you go. That's a great night to end it on. Thanks, guys, for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time. We're out. See ya.
0: You can find Counterspin, New Zealand's media revolution, at Counterspinmedia.com. And now, on the InfoWars network, at Band.Video.
3: Mama,
7: I have an ouchie. It's okay, Mama will fix it. Simply shake
10: ouchie powder directly onto the wound, the natural antibiotic properties of ouchy
8: powder will sterilise the wound. Once the powder is applied, wait a few seconds while the ouchy powder absorbs the excess blood and forms a protective layer sealing the wound.
3: Thanks mum, can I go
7: play now? Alchie powder, fixes
3: wounds fast!